Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Philip. And pull up a log. We have a very exciting episode for you this week. Uh, you probably know, if you've been listening to previous episodes, you know what's coming. Uh, it's that time of year, finally. We've been very excited for a while, but we'll get to that in a second. Phil, how you doing? You know what? I'm not doing too well. I just finally ran out of my candle. I'm one of the rare things that I don't know that everybody would know about me is that I'm actually, I do enjoy candles, not to collect them or anything. Uh, and there's not even like a specific. You're a rare man who likes a candle. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I just like it. I like working by candlelight. I think there's something rustic about it, even if it is a butterfly kisses candle scent, whatever it is. But I still like the flickering and dancing of a candlelight in the room while working. It's very, again, like I said, rustic, but, but I ran out of my mm. candle and now I I think at some point I'll need to invest in a candle warmer, something that does it at the bottom. Cause there's just this, this pool of, of smelling goodness at the bottom that I'm never going to be able to get because it finally, it, it lit itself out. It was so wet that it lit itself out. And, and that's where I'm at currently. How about you? How's your week been going? Oh, my uh, good. I got, uh, I got lots of work this week and lots of work done this week. Um, doing some online courses and Ooh. podcast things and yes. yeah, all sorts of things. And and I, I I'm excited uh, posting posting. I did a shoot last weekend with um with a a friend who's a photographer and just some amazing amazing shots. And and I get to I get to share those with with the with the great fans of mine. Uh, on Instagram. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The the adoring legions of fans, yes. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Um yeah, so I get to sh- I've been I shared the first uh, first photo and it uh I got some nice feedback. It's nice to it's nice to get fresh headshots. I don't know if I guess if you're not an actor, you don't know the feeling, but uh it's nice to have have fresh fresh um photos to share with with casting. And and the nice thing is that he's a he's a real artist. Um, the guy who who took the photos, his name is Mikhail Olson. I take some amazing shots, and he he likes to do like artsy stuff as well. So we we we'd got the headshots out of the way, and then we did some some artsy photos. Oh as well, yes, so. did you have some yeah. suggestively placed grapes somewhere? Or are you just handing out these headshots to anybody who's walking <laughs> around the Netherlands right now, showing your no, nether regions much, too? Much too. Much to mine and yours and everyone's dismay, I am fully clothed in, uh, in these how photos. How artsy can you be if you're fully clothed? I mean, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. After all, this is Europe where we're all sex-crazed maniacs, apparently. <laughs> Gather round, everybody. It's that time of year. The Oscars are here, and we are your home of the Oscars. Wall-to-wall coverage, log-to-log coverage, Stump to stump. Well, eventually it becomes sexual if you just keep going down that wood road. And so I won't. But <laughs> but we will be going down the list of the major categories, the ones that we deem uh, the most important, the ones that we find to be the ones that are most relatable to you, the audience. Yes, yes, we all do care about all the added, uh, you know, the best strobe lights in, in an Oscar Academy. Yes, we appreciate that. But we're, we're not going to get down to the absolute nitty gritty. We're just going to we're going to go from as far down the list as we can respectfully go and work our way back up. We can we're going to skim through the skim through the smaller categories very quickly. And then uh, and then we will spend a little bit more time on the uh, on the beefy stuff. Yes. Yes. So we will start 
we will start at the uh, absolute bottom. And how we're going to do this, how we're going to do this, David, is that we are going to uh, go all the way. I should say, I should say, if if you didn't pick up on this last episode, I have watched every single nomination in every single category this year. I have not. I've seen a fair amount, though. You've seen most of it. But uh, but yeah, I've watched everything. I am your expert, even if you don't like I'm, I'm sure most of you don't care about the shorts. But if you have a, a an Oscar pool at a, an, a at an Oscar party this year and you want to you want the inside scoop from someone who's seen the movies, you don't have to do the guesswork. I'm here to give you give you as good of an inside scoop as I could possibly uh, give. And then uh, I believe Phil has um, Phil has some info for us as well as we go along. So let's start. Yeah, let's start with the best. Uh, what is it? The best short film, and this is animated. So we go to the nominees are Burrow, Genius, Loki. If anything, Lochai, I think. Lochai, sure, sure. Genius, Lochai. If anything happens, I love you. Opera, and yes, people. Okay, so just quickly, uh, some nice films here. The only one that's actually really significant and about anything that's actually that actually means something, it's meaningful storytelling is if anything happens, I love you. Uh, there is an example here, Genius Lochai. Uh, just because a film is artsy does not mean that it is great. Um, did not really enjoy that one. So the the one to the one to vote for is 100 percent. If anything happens, I love you. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Nine minutes long. Yes, absolutely. The uh, the right now the odds on favorite if you're to be betting because <laughs> of course I'm bringing you the odds. If anything happens, I love you is the favorite right now, working at a five to two, uh, no two to five ratio. Meaning you uh, you have to bet five dollars to win two dollars essentially. So we move along uh, to best short film live action. The nominees are Feeling Through, The Letter Room. The present, two distant strangers, and white eye. These are there's some decent films here. Um, it's it's there's a, a couple examples here of of uh, films tackling big issues kind of irresponsibly. But let's not go into that. Um, I just want to say that my my I would say my favorite of this bunch is um is White Eye. Uh, really. It's, uh, Really interesting filmmaking, a one take, a, a one shot sort of throughout the uh, the uh, the film, uh, and it's it's well done. I I enjoyed it. Um, I I'm I'm worried that I think that the favorite would be the letter room, but my favorite was White Eye, and I think that there's an interesting thing about the letter room. It has Oscar Isaac, who's a big star. I don't know. I think shorts are the one area in Hollywood that are that is recognized by the Oscars that maybe should be left for the up and coming uh, actor rather than someone like Oscar Isaac. Wouldn't you agree, Phil? Yeah, yeah, it, it should definitely be. I, I've, I'm a person of old who likes um, short films and all these things to be more vocal, random vocal actors than people we necessarily know. But that's a letter for another room. Uh, By the way, the letter room is the current odds on favorite with uh, odds of 8 to 15, meaning you uh, bet 15 to win $8. The closest one, though, the most popular one, is Two Distant Strangers at uh, 13 to 8. You bet $8, you win 13. Pretty... Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I, it was not not one that I that I enjoyed. Okay, let's move on. Yes, a documentary for under the category of short subject. 
The nominees are Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward, A Love Song for Latasha. Another another one that I, I liked all of these. They're all great. Um, I think a love song for Latasha is probably the most um, the most current and the most uh, um, most likely to win. Colette had me most clo- closest to tears, and I thought it was a very touching touching story, touching moment. Um, and documentary shorts are really great because they're they're not tiresome and they're always very interesting. Uh, the favorite here is a love song for Latasha, actually, with four to eleven odds. There you go. You, you bet four. You uh, or excuse me, you bet eleven dollars. You can win four there. So a very heavy on favorite there. We move on. Makeup and hairstyling. Now we kind of get to the ones that I somewhat know. Uh, we have the nominees of Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Ah, yes, Pinocchio. There's a lot of story behind that one, though. But continue, uh, as you were, David. Have you seen it? Have you seen Pinocchio, the, yeah. the Italian one? I have not, but I know that there's a there's a fair amount of history behind that one. Uh, are you familiar with the okay, history I, behind I it? I don't know about that. I, I've No, but I, I saw the movie, and, and the makeup and hairstyling is phenomenal. And that is my favorite to win. I think the one that will win is Mank. And you know what? I wanted to note a, a, a movie that I thought might have been missing here. Is Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, there's really usually what takes this particular home, because remind me if I'm not mistaken, doesn't didn't like Suicide Squad win this particular uh, category yeah. in years past? Yeah. 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 So it usually, <laughs> usually it's something outlandish where it's a Suicide Squad, where it's a Star Trek, where it's a Star Wars, something like that usually gets, gets, uh, gets the nod here, but... Since it's not, uh, since there's nothing really this year that qualifies under that. And uh, remember, the favorite this year is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at three to one odds. You uh, you bet three dollars, you win one, and uh, and so it's the, obviously the the clear cutaway favorite. Real quick uh, story about Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Has stars uh, Roberto Benigni, who some might recall if you're a historian of the Oscars, won was the first film. He was the the head of the first film to win Life is Beautiful Best Film uh, in the and uh, that was both international and won Best Film at the Oscars. And he won Best Support. Or, oh, excuse wow. me, it was, it was the first one to be nominated at the very least. It might not have won, but he won Best okay. Actor and right. first international actor to be nominated and win. And he has a very iconic. Oscar moment where he's wow. climbing across the stairs from behind. He's he's in the middle and he just he jumps from row to row forward. Anyways, the immediate success after that of Life is Beautiful, he immediately went to a movie called Pinocchio. It was the epitome of a flop. It was horrific. It was not oh. well received. The audiences did not enjoy it and it plummeted at the box office. Took him years to get back. And remember, he's like a 40, late 40s year old man playing Pinocchio. It was very weirdly cast. It was a personal project of his. Years later, we're now here in 2020. He finally finances and creates another version of Pinocchio, a redemption story. It's a very, if nothing else, the story behind the film. And to have another crack at it is something that we don't often get to see in film. I, I love that aspect of it. Don't think it's going to win. It's the second. It's yeah. right behind Ma Rainey's Black Bottom in this particular category. Anyways, we move along. Right. We move along okay. to production design. The nominees are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, 
Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting category. We're sort of in the realm. These these three categories that are grouped together um, are sort of that that tangible, um, physical. Uh, what's what's the the word I'm looking for? Um, categories that involve sort of hands-on artistry. Yes. Um, and so production production design is in that in that arena. Um, I this is something I don't know that much about, but I I have to I have to give my love to Mank. Um, I think I think it's. I would say it's the most likely to win, and it's the one I want to win. Some of the the the, the production design in that movie is just phenomenal, and it just throws you straight back to 1930s filmmaking and and the, the just the way they design the film sets and and the way they're shooting the films within the film is just so so cool. It's so cool, and I loved it, and I I hope it wins, and I think I think I dare say it might. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Mank uh, is the favorite at five to one. Uh, it, it is the current favorite from the uh, odds that I'm getting here. Uh, I have nothing really to add here. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Tenet, I think, are strong contenders in any other year. But Mank is so useful in its real life mm. production elements that uh, yeah. that it's just it's going to win this one. Next one goes to costume. A notable notable omission. Notable omission. Yes. First cow. That yes. had very good yes. production design. I, I think. Agreed. Uh, next one, costume design. The nominees are Emma. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio again. Yeah, a little bit of controversy around the, the nominations that Mulan received, um, uh, Disney and everything. Um, I think another, again, a notable omission, Eurovision Song Contest. I thought the costumes were were fantastic yes, in that. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't know if it's necessarily eligible for costume design, but I, I loved it. Uh, I think... Emma really should win this. I think Mank probably will win this, and I think is a very deserve would be a deserving winner. Um, yeah, those are those are those are the favorites. I, I I loved Emma, but I think Mank would be a would be a deserving winner, and I think Mank is probably the favorite. Right now, the favorite is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, standing ahead of the rest, mm. uh, two to five, and uh, and I yeah sure I I can see it. A lot of these these films like The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, we're seeing a lot of of plays, converted plays, so they don't need the luxury of grandiose uh, exotic locations. They mostly are very grounded in one place. So you, yeah. so since you have all that room to just really go to town in one area, one space, it really yeah, shines one, through. one, two, or three locations max. max. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. So we move along to, uh, we move along to visual effects, uh, Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan, and Tenet. Okay, so uh, notable omission. I only say this because I don't know that I. I think I'm surprised that the the Academy nominated Mulan at all. But let's not get into that. Um, is Sonic the Hedgehog? I guess that that would have been the next film that that I've seen that could have perhaps. Uh, earned a nomination um tenet i think will win i think some of the the visual effects there are breathtaking they're just amazing but you know what the creativity that went into love and monsters i think should so i think tenet will win but i think love and monsters that should edge tenet in just in terms of the artistry the and this is sort of not the hands-on artistry but that digital artistry um in love and monsters the creativity all these monsters they're just unique and weird and and great and i think i think i would want it to win but tenet yeah tenet is definitely the favorite here we move along to sound 
We go to Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Yeah, um, I don't really have one that, that I thought um, should have been nominated. Maybe The Devil All the Time, but it's been a while since I've seen it, so I couldn't really say. Greyhound is my favorite. I think some of the sound in that movie is just so like interesting and and like it it was it just felt like it was, it was it was telling me a story on its own and they were using whale sounds and it had to do with submarines so it kind of all felt like I was in this world um but I think what will win is Soul. Um Soul is, is just was a an awesome movie and I did love it and I think that's probably going to be the favorite but again I'm not really not an expert on sound, Phil. Yeah, Greyhound and News of the World are sharing the bottom spot. So if you if you have any inkling, any belief that they would win, David, you can get tremendous odds right now. Uh, Soul is number three <laughs> behind both Sound of Metal as the favorite and Mank. Mank even goes above in Interesting. sound. Yes. Uh, I, well, I love Sound of Metal. I do love Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, so. just in that category, I think it holds a strong edge because it's the rare film that highlights the technical aspects uh, of the entire mm. film very well. There's, it's if, if you think about it, like in a, in a, for those of us who who see musicals, there are certain musicals that highlight the acting, certain musicals that highlight the dancing, certain musicals that highlight the tech. Think of Ghost the Musical. It, it yes, it has tremendous songs mm-hmm. but it doesn't really do anything for the story or for the acting so in this particular case this film this particular film the sound of metal highlights a lot of the technical aspects because of the of the integrity of the story and how necessary it is to tell that story you need to buy that mm. and so therefore you need the best of the best right there so i do i do agree with that being the favorite film editing is our next category the nominees are the father nomadland promising young woman Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay, um, yeah, I don't have any omissions here, that, that I, uh, any, any films that I thought should have been nominated. This is, for me, that this category is all about storytelling through editing. That's the key here. And I think that there can be no other winner. It's my favorite. I think it probably would be the favorite is The Father. The way that the story is told, I mean, obviously the screenplay is written in a certain way, but then the way that the story is told through editing is phenomenal. I think the father. I would agree with you going into this this uh, particular category. I would have said the father. However, the odds makers are against us with the sound of metal being the current favorite right now. Uh, I, I can interesting. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I would have thought the father. The editing is almost as paramount as the acting uh, within that story and to tell yeah. that story. But absolutely, but we are in a disagreement there with what the sharps say. Where does the father? Where does the father rank? The father. The father ranks second to last within the category of the five. Promising wow. young woman is at wow. the bottom, and the father is the second to last as it currently stands. Music. Mm-mm. We move on okay. to a best original song, "Fight for You" from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear my voice from the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest. I'm going to mess this one up. EOC, otherwise known as Scene, from The Life Ahead. Speak Now, from One Night in Miami. Um, yeah, this is an interesting category. I don't know really how to how to tackle most of these, but I do have a, a favorite, a strong favorite. And uh, that is the one, that is, uh, who's, is it Hushevik? Uh, Eurovision I Song Contest. Hushevik, yeah. Husevik or something. I'm sorry to anyone from Iceland. I think I think it was a fantastic song, and I I it better win. 
Um, yeah, what do you think? Well, I agree with you. That would be my personal favorite. I felt like not only is it integrated into the film perfectly, it's it, it's not out. It's not. I I recently watched Billy Holiday versus the United States, and their their nominee for the for the thing, which did not make it, but their nominee to me. While yes, it's a great song, it didn't integrate well into the film. Whereas Husevik yeah. is not only integrated perfectly, it's 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 it, it's necessary for the it pro puts forth the story. Think of like Moana, where right. yes, where yes, it's a it's the the song that won for Moana. Yes, of course, it's it's a musical, so that helps. But at the same time, it does push and propel yeah. the story forward. However. However, we would both be currently betting a uh, a lower end uh, song right here. The favorite is actually "Speak Now," and that's from One Night in Miami. You know what? That's what I had written down as the favorite. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest was my favorite, so I did think that one the one from One Night in Miami, um, "Speak Now," was the favorite. Let's move on. Yes, music best original score. The nominees are "Defy Bloods," "Mank." Minari, News of the World, and Soul. You know, I have a real I don't I don't get this one because The Five Bloods, uh long movie, half the score wasn't even original. I there don't get it. There were definitely either. a lot of songs in there that that weren't that were not original, that were just songs that, you know. Um anyway, um I think that Soul uh will and should win. Soul is the current favorite right now at 12 to 1. And we have Defy Bloods being tied for the bottom two here. News of the World also brings yeah. up the rear with Defy Bloods. Cinematography, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Again, this is best cinematography, David. Yeah, and uh, I think Pieces of a Woman could have gotten a, a nomination here. There's a 24-minute scene in that movie where the yes. camera work is brilliant. Yes. The camera work yes. and the way that they they manage to to get the lighting right, even though you you have the camera constantly moving and oh, just really amazing. I I, I would have loved to see that get a nomination. I think that Mank is technically like in a technical sense is a very impressive cinem- cinematographical film, uh, and I think it's the probably the favorite. Nomadland was my favorite because it's just just some amazing scenery, some amazing shots in that movie. You're going to be quite uh, pleased to hear that Nomadland is indeed. The favorite in this current category. The uh, favorite, okay. The favorite. Wow. And uh, for my personal favorite would have been Mank. Uh, again, I just found that to be impressive. I thought that, the, of course, the, mm-hmm. the transition both fit the time. It was a good and bold choice to make it all black and white. Of course, that comes with its own... Uh, it comes with its own struggles and difficulties to do that, to make sure that things are yeah. color graded correctly. But it was it was a very specific style, and they got it right. They yes. really did well with that. Absolutely. We move along to documentary or a feature documentary. We move on. Uh, nominees are Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Yeah, see, this is this one actually means something to me. There's some I these I enjoyed all these documentaries a lot. Crip Camp is uh, the one that the Obamas sort of uh, did, and it was their documentary that won last time round and. And yeah, it is a great documentary, very important. All of these uh, documentaries tackled extremely important current issues. And my octopus teacher, I think, that was the one that stood out to me. I think the collective will win. 
I think it should it is probably the favorite. But my octopus teacher for me was on another level. It took it took a nature documentary and made it personal. And to me, despite the 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 the, the prominence of the issues that the other documentaries tackled, my octopus teacher really it, it's it just screamed at me. This is the environment that we are we are at risk of losing in the ne- in the coming years. And and this guy has this personal um, relationship with the, like with this octopus that he finds in this um, in this kelp forest. And and it's just incredible. The story that he tells over the course of a year is just amazing. And I think that it's unique filmmaking. And you know what? It probably should have gotten a cinematography nomination as well. <laughs> but anyway, that is my favorite, My Octopus Teacher. Again, you're you're meeting right where the odds are. That is the current favorite right now. Really? My Octopus Teacher stands above the rest. We move on to... I'm glad. A- yes, animated feature film. And this is this is probably the one that we begin to get to where the general audience can at least know and have some idea, some semblance yeah. and come along with us on these journeys. So here we go. Animated feature film, best animated feature film. Nominees are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. That's hard to say. Wolfwalkers. Your turn. Wolf walkers. Wolf walkers. Um, yeah, I... Wolf walkers. It does take place in Ireland. Um, you know, wolf walkers was interesting. Kind of weird. Different. I liked it. It was good. Uh, Farmageddon. Funny. Enjoyable. Um, very little actual words in that, in the, if any. Enjoyable. Over the moon. Absolute crap. It was a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> uh, Onward was great. And Soul was phenomenal. Soul... Although not really a kids movie, I felt like Soul was more for the the adults. Um, it was very serious, but it, a really tremendous movie. Yeah, you're. Uh, so wait, which was your favorite? Which one do you think is going to win? Uh, Soul, I think it should and will win. Absolutely, it it remains a strong, a strong favorite to win this particular category. Uh, with Shaun the Sheep. Farmageddon being the lowest of the possible contenders. Really? In yes, I thought... The- Over the Moon was terrible. It was so bad. Maybe there were some technical aspects that were lost on you that others yeah, found I don't know. better. All right, here mm, we go. Maybe. International feature film. The nominees are Another Round from the land of Denmark, Better Days from the land of Hong Kong, Collective from the land of Romania, The Man Who Sold His Skin from the land of Tunisia, and Kwa Vadis Aida, from the land of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah. Kwa Vadis, yeah. Good film, very good. All good films. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Better Days was uh, the least of the, 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 the lowest of the bunch, I would say. Another round is my favorite. It, it was my favorite. Um, I think, however, Collective may be the favorite. I'm not sure, though. This is kind of hard to judge. But I, I I loved another round. My favorite of the book. Yes, another round is ranked uh, highest among the others. It is, of course, the favorite right now. And uh, yeah, any idea which one would be the worst? Out of curiosity, uh, I'm gonna say Better Days. No, the, well, it's close. But the man who sold his skin ranks far below the others. Interesting. Yes, far below the others. Interesting. We move along to okay. writing best adapted screenplay. And for this one, I have, I'm going to need two drinks because it's, it's a long winded answer. 
The nominees are Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Next one, The Father, (laughs) Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Yeah, I don't know. Like Borat, Borat Two is most like it's mostly sort of improvised. I feel like the script is actually written afterwards, and that's why it's technically an adapted screenplay. But even so, I feel like it's an odd inclusion in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Overall, I would say that One Night in Miami's got to be got to be the favorite. Uh, my favorite was The Father. In the same way that it, the editing was used to tell the story, The Father was my favorite. Um, adapted screenplay and now we're getting into the what they call the big the big categories the big five are are acting the the two main acting directing best picture and uh screenplay yeah my favorite in this category you know what i i gotta i think my favorite is the white tiger the one that i think will win is the father uh white tiger Okay. I, I thought it was tremendous. I, I certainly, that's my one foreign film that I thought should have been in there. Of course, it, it hurts me that I haven't seen all the others, so I can't tell you that it's better or worse than the right. others. But The White Tiger, when I watched it, it, it was a contender for me of the films that I have seen. It was yeah, a contender for definitely. me of, of the best films that I've seen all year. And that's on Netflix. Please go check it out. Uh, the favorite right now is actually Nomadland. Nomadland is the current favorite to win this. I, really? I Interesting. Dis- I disagree with that as well. I don't think it... I I disagree kind of wholeheartedly. It was probably my least favorite of the bunch, including Borat, which is kind of a weird inclusion, as I said. Yeah, it goes the uh, Nomadland, The Father, Borat, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger at the bottom, which seems to be a huge disservice. Oh, that's disappointing. Yes, very disappointing. Well, all right, let's move on to the the slightly bigger one, which is original. Original original screenplay. screenplay. Here we go. Nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, um, look, I, I, Sound of Metal is, is just, it's my favorite film of the year. I've said it before on this podcast. Uh, that's the one I want to win. I think Judas and the Black Messiah, great screenplay as well. I think that's the one that is, is, uh, is probably the favorite. But I feel like you're about to tell me that I was right with Sound of Metal. No, you and me would are arm in arm in what we categorize this as, but we are absolutely <laughs> on the absolute wrong side of this. Judas and the Black Messiah is the far distant favorite. It's the lowest on here. Sound of Metal's right mm. above it. Promising Young Woman Yikes. ranks at the top of this favorite list. And if you'd have asked me before looking at these odds, I would have said that that's the one that I don't think even deserved to be on here. Now, again, this is this is a a tricky situation yeah. because of what the film entails and it has nothing to do with the subject matter. For me, the story just came across mm. at times clunky and the dialogue and, and while it's, it's certainly innovative, I didn't always find it to be the best dialogue and a lot of the situations right. seem yeah, to be yeah, yeah. a bit far fetched. And I didn't, I didn't think it was anywhere as good, especially as like Minari sound of metal and Judas and the black Messiah. If I had my druthers, I would absolutely flip this flip this and yeah. have Judas be, be at the, the exact top. Uh, we move along yeah. to directing nominees are another round. Mank. Minari. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman. Now, it's worth noting that Nomadland's Chloe 
Zhao, forgive me if I said it wrong, yeah. but Nomadland took home the globes for this, for whatever that may be worth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would I would read too much into that. They 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 Some people do. They're Some just as do. often different as they are the same. Yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I I think that okay, it is important to note that um I, you know, this is the first time ever that I believe I I haven't got the stats in front of me now, but I believe I read that this is the first time that there's ever been two women nominated in this category at the same time. So congratulations. Yes. Um, it's a really big step forward. <laughs> that being said, I hate to say it, but my favorite was another round, um, in terms of directing. I, that one has to be, I, th- I think it was, it was the best directed film of the bunch. Um, and that's not to say that, that the rest weren't, uh, weren't great, but, uh, Thomas Vinterberg, another round was my favorite. I think that the winner will probably be Emerald, um, Fennell? Fennell, yeah. Fennell? I'm not sure. Fennell, Promising Young Woman, I think would be the favorite, but uh, my favorite was was Thomas Vinterberg for another round. You know, I haven't seen another round. I wanted to. It it was on my list, and I'm I'm going to see it at some point. But I thought, uh, without seeing that one, by far my favorite was Minari. Uh, if there was, I, th- I think I've said this before, that I think that if there was a category, I think that there might be on the Globes. But if for the for the Oscars, if there was a Best Ensemble, Best Cast Award, it would go to Minari, hands well, down. Yeah, hands yeah. down. And I, th- I mean that that kind of is encapsulated, like in, in, encased within Best Picture. But obviously, that is a little bit more general. Yeah, I, I agree. There should be there should be a Best Ensemble. Or at least for the core ensemble to get an award like that, that would be and that I would think, be nice. And I think the fact that I would give it to that speaks volumes alone just on best direction. And on top of it, the authenticity and honesty that shines through not only in just every aspect within that film, I don't think it shows through in best picture necessarily, but in direction Mm-hmm. I I just find that to be my absolute favorite yeah, this year. I understand, and that's that's why I would go with Minari uh, as Minari's Lee Isaac Chung. However, however, a Nomadland's Chloe Zhao is the favorite right now, as of this recording, okay. to take home this award. And, that would have been my sweet. second second guess for the favorite, but uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're nearing the end. Actress, best this is, actress. This is acting. Yes, best actress Oof. in a supporting role. The nominees are Maria Bakalova. From Borat's subsequent movie film, I'm not saying it all again. Glenn Close, Hillbilly <laughs> Elegy, for her 2017th, 100th, millionth uh, nomination that she'll probably lose. Uh, Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. Now this is this is packed full of strong contenders, yes. and this for, is this even though it's for as weak as the on. best actress nomination is the nominated nominated film uh, category that is this one's this one's just just tear yourself apart. Any one of these really could have right. won in any other ah, year. Okay. Well, okay, I will say I think that I would have replaced um, Amanda Seyfried uh, yeah. as uh, I, in that's Mank. the one that um, I did not get. She was the weakest of the bunch. What was I that? Would have, if any, if anyone. There were two two actresses that I thought of, Olivia Cook from Sound of Metal and yes. I don't have the name in front of me, but the little the little girl from from News of the World. Did you watch News of the I World? I never saw Tom News Hanks? of the World. It looked boring as hell. The girl the the <laughs> the girl who I mean it's not a riveting movie, but the girl who plays the the the, the little blonde girl um who's who was raised by um uh, Native Americans. 
oh my god like as a as a young child to, to have a performance like that was it was phenomenal. like she was true great. grit type where where the young yeah, yeah like yeah like real actual yeah actual real acting you know acting <laughs> yeah um although like i'm so torn here because i think that uh, maria bakalova Oh my God, what she did was so insane. It goes beyond acting. It was the position that she put herself in for the art was just, are you making fun of me? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) It was just amazing. Like I I have so much respect for what she did as an actress, as an artist. um, And she, she stuck to it. Wow. But then again, Glenn Close, this is her eighth nomination yeah she she cannot stop getting nominated and not winning and it's so sad right. and and she, and it was what a performance as well that it, you know in hillbilly elegy it's honestly so, the most memorable but then, thing about that film but then you can't discount uh yu jung yun if i'm mispronouncing that i apologize in minari great but even more so olivia coleman from the father she's so good so how do i how do i choose i don't know i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say that I think Glenn Close will win. Wow. But I but I think I think Maria Bakalova should win. Wow. By the, by mer- on merit. All this is surprising to me. For me, again, I haven't seen Borat movie subsequent film. But for me, the favorite out of this, it wasn't as as difficult as it was for you. But I do think me too, please forgive the mispronunciation, but Yoon Jin Yoon would have been my favorite. She is the absolute essence and heart of that entire film. She is the one. She is. She has a lot of preamble to her, and she fulfills it and brings the whole heart and emotion of a story that is surrounding and encapsulated in that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I just, I can't not give it to her. She's tremendous. She's absolutely out of this world. That performance is is pristine i would give it to her she also is the odds on favorite to win at this current moment with everybody else being a distant a distant categories behind them but within those they're all they're all close together they're all clustered behind her that's not to say everybody but amanda seyfried i think in any other year might have might have been in here but and that's not to say that's not that's no shade on amanda seyfried i just don't think that there was as much there yeah i as there was for for the other actresses you know like where was the acting range yeah, there for me? Like, she did everything that she could have yeah. for that role, and she did great, but it just wasn't um, wasn't quite at that level. All right, here we go. A- a best actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Rishi, Sound of Metal? Ray- yeah, I think probably, yeah. And Lakeith Stanfield. For Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, for the Globes, let's remember Daniel Kaluuya took this one home. Go ahead, D- David. Yeah, and in this case, I think the Globes got it right. I think uh, I think he's my, my favorite, and I think will probably be the favorite, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. I think I think it was just a, a more convincing, more uh, heartfelt, more captivating performance than his uh, castmate, um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I also I honorable mention uh, to Paul Raichi Raichi I'm, yeah. I'm sorry I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name but Sound of Metal I I just loved I do I loved watching him it was so good but I do think Daniel Kalu is the one 
Kaluuya, sorry. Yeah, I think that this is a win for both Sasha Barrett Cohen and Leslie Odom Jr. to just get nominated. Uh, and this is a particular year where yeah. where they did have standout performances. I will give it to them. Both of them had had tremendously good. I thought that there were a lot more from One Night in Miami. I I'm if I'm being frank, I kind of thought it was surprising that Leslie Odom got the nod over, forgive me, the the actor who performed as Malcolm X. I thought that he did a tremendous job as well. Uh, but that's not to say mm-hmm. that I didn't think Leslie Odom did not deserve it as well. Uh, I think it's absolute, how do I put this in a PG-13 version? Horse doo-doo that Lakeith Stanfield <laughs> is in this category. He, If you watch that film, and you take the whole cipher and you cipher out. Like yeah, how he, he should be. He should be in best actor, not in best supporting actor. Yes, it's com- yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't really make any sense to have two supporting actors and no leading actor. That being said, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him nominated in best. I don't actor? think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was that impressive compared to some of the other nominations that are, that are in that category. In that category, no. But I still think it's weird that he's in this category. It feels cheating. It feels like it right. cheats. It's weird that he's considered here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So Agreed. that's not to take anything away, though, from his performance. I thought, especially for him, for the Keith Stanfield, that's the best thing I've seen him do ever in his career i've seen him in in certain films mm. and i've seen that he's gotten a lot of work okay. i didn't necessarily understand the hype before that film this film brought that all home to me so bravo to him but this is daniel kaluuya's to win both in the odds on favorite and yeah. in my heart this that was a performance that was both energizing innovative motivational and authentic i there's nothing to be taken away from daniel kaluuya's performance this year absolutely beautiful helps put the pronunciation on a beautiful film as well we go Go on to actor, best actor in a leading role. The nominees are Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, mm. Anthony Hopkins, mm. Gary Oldman, mm. and Stephen Young. Yikes. This is another tough one for yes. me. Who And I believe Chadwick won in this category for the Globes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, hand, I'll hand the baton off to you here, David. This is tough. This is tough. Yeah. Do I want to, do I want to, this is, it is tough. I think Chadwick Boseman was, when I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I was like, yep, there's the, there's at least the nomination, you know? And it does add a different dynamic to trying to predict this, that the fact that he did pass this away. Is, this would be um, a posthumous award. Last year. Absolutely. Right. It would be a posthumous award. Um, has he won an Oscar? Do you know? I'm no. not sure. No, he has not. This is, this um, was, this would be yeah. his first nomination from my knowledge. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would, you know, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be that upset if it went to him, but I don't think he was the best performance in a leading role, um, as an actor in the leading role. I thought that Anthony Hopkins, hard to compete with Anthony Hopkins, like he's, he is amazing, and his performances in The Father, uh, was quite incredible. Um, Gary Oldman was great as Mank in Mank, um, as Mank in Mank. <laughs> he was really great. In fact, I, I, he's a contender, but I just don't think he, he uh, holds a candle to. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Wow. The most the most nuanced performance of the year for me. Um really true acting. Uh, like it's not it's not overly flashy, but it's just so authentic. I just got lost in his performance and I loved it. Um so I think that I think that Chadwick Boseman will win, but I think that Riz Ahmed should win. For me, this is a three-horse race. Gary Oldman it was a great performance, but it's really nothing I've never seen before. I didn't think that he went outside of his comfort zone. Uh, worthy of a nomination, just not worthy of, of consideration for the actual award. Stephen okay. Young, yeah. I didn't feel like the performance 
the performance was great, but I don't think the movie highlighted him enough from the ensemble or he didn't stand out enough to really merit the award coming to him. Merited a nomination, did not merit uh, the award. That's just how I feel. I, mm-hmm. I, that's not to take away from anything. Now, we get down to our final three here. Riz Ahmed, I agree with you. I think that this is a tremendous step up. This legitimizes his career from a horrible, horrible, horrible decision to star in Venom. I don't know if that gave him, I don't know if that gave him the platform to qualify himself for this film. Gave a tremendous performance. The entire movie is built around his performance. I can't take that away from him. We just happen to have two jaw-dropping performances above him. Yeah. And I think mm. I think if I if God help us, if Chadwick Boseman were still alive with us today, this wouldn't this this would not have the exclamation mark with Chadwick Boseman because of knowing right. and having that knowledge that this would be his last opportunity. And I would, in any other year, in a normal year, I would give this to Anthony Hopkins. The versatility of the performance that he gave from forward to end, again, another film Just, that's based yeah. that's offers him as the namesake of the film it's catered completely around him but having to do uh, an acting performance that has the range where you are one character and you have to outline and showcase two sides both the the way that everybody else perceives you and the way that you perceive the reality within yourself while still maintaining the honesty and integrity of one central character and and for me honestly i know that this this does not maybe account for anything else that anybody else would have but to say the line as a, how old is he? 84 year old man, whatever he is. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that to have the line and to have it be completely heartbreaking and viable of a connection of, I want my mommy crying like a, like a broken down child, have that be viable, completely shine through and not be a moment where you freaking laugh. That alone, that performance and that moment within and of itself and that moment really encapsulated the entire acting performance and the entire film for me and just truly shown through the breakthrough and heart heartbreak. And I think if you if you had that that any any outside indicator of dementia in your family, that you've had that person to person interaction with that, it's shown through so Freaking much. I'm almost about to freaking cry over just how yeah. great that performance was. It would be Anthony Hopkins for me. All that being said, I think Chadwick's going to win. He is the favorite for a reason. Yeah. And I, yeah. as much as that, as you, I, I can, as much as it sucks, Anthony has won his Oscar. Chadwick, has, I just, this is his last opportunity. That's, that's what it comes down to for me. I mean, yes, yes. I do think like that is what it comes down to in the real world. But I, 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 <sighs> I wish that it could be true to like as unfortunate as it is that you know that Chadwick will never have another chance like it, it, it no one should miss out you know because of that asterisk that's by by his name you know I really do think that can you agree though that they're top 2 what which ones Chadwick and Anthony No I I Riz is my favorite wow he was I mean it's kind of tied with Anthony Hopkins Okay but but I thought Riz Ahmed's performance was was a little just, was a little higher for so me much. than Chadwick yeah. Boseman's. Yeah, like I thought that there was a little bit more nuance there than Chadwick Boseman, which was emotional and raw and everything. But but we've seen that before, you know. It, it, there wasn't as much that that really 
that really took me on a journey that I was completely was from unfamiliar to me, you know, which was the case in both The Father and Sound of Metal. So those two are those two would be my favorites. But I agree with you that I think Chadwick, Chadwick will win. Yes. All right. We move on to Best Actress in a Leading Role. The nominees are Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I think the the the, the outlier here is kind of Francis McDormand in Nomadland. Like she's won her Oscar and she was amazing in in uh, I think it was for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, great movie, great performance. And this one, I don't know that she really is on the same level with uh, with everyone else in this category. I thought that the the notable omission was Amy Adams from Hillbilly Elegy. Oh yeah. Um, but that being said, my favorite, or I think the, the one that will win, the favorite will probably be uh, Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. My favorite. Um, I'm gonna have to like. Honorable mentions to to everyone else, basically Andrew Day um, in the the United States versus Billy Holiday and um, and Carrie Mulligan also in in Promising Young Woman, pretty good, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Kirby was my favorite. Pieces of a Woman. I completely agree favorite. with that you. Twenty twenty four minute scene of her giving birth should win her the Oscar. I but agree. it's not just that, because the rest of the movie, she's phenomenal. She's so good. I agree with you. She's and, so good. It's such a good performance. And and that, but even just that 24-minute scene of her in labor, giving birth, and then and then, oh my God, spoiler alert, mute your my mute your thing for 10 seconds <laughs> to lose her baby. To lose her baby. And that like it's it's just so like, ah, she was great. She and she should win. She should win, but I think Viola Davis will win. I'm with you, and I thought I was going to be the outlier here. I thought I was going to have to defend myself. So you're not going to get any argument from me, Vanessa Kirby. For me, I I've never had this this thought process when examining a performance. But if you have a chance, go back and watch like that scene. I'm sure. I mean, just it's fun if nothing else. But she has one of the most expressive necks I've ever seen. Yes, and I've never had yes. that note. Oh my before god! In my life, you know, you know what I also want to say. Like people will will come in and and tell me like, oh, theater, like theater actors do twenty four or even like ninety minute scenes. You know, like theater actors do that all the time. And I, like I know, like I I've, I've done lots of theater. Like yes, absolutely, and it's and it's hard, and it's a lot to to do, and it's 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 tough being on stage for that long. But there is an there's a there's a very different thing about doing 24 minutes uh, in, in a room with a camera where that camera is constantly moving. You're moving with the camera and like this is a whole different dynamic. Very, very difficult to do. I've never even tried it, but I know based on what I have done on camera, it, it's not easy. Um, so she really does deserve the win, I think, for that. But I don't think she'll get it. Who is the favorite? This is going to both upset you. And hurt you. Vanessa Kirby <laughs> is all the way at the bottom of this, of as far as favorites go. That is so wrong. And you know who's the favorite? Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan is set to win this award. Mm. And I, yeah. I, 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 I disagree with. I disagree that, as well. I would say I disagree as well. Yeah. Uh, moving on yeah. to best picture. The the climax 
of this episode and this podcast. We have reached the end, the mountaintop, my friend. Best picture. The nominees are yeah. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Golden Globe winner for this same category, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. David, the floor is yours. Um, yeah, wow. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, I think, has is probably the most current in terms of subject matter, along with uh, Promising Young Woman. I worry, I mean, that, and that is a relevant, that is a relevant detail in this category. I worry that in other categories, the subject matter is maybe pushing certain movies up where it shouldn't. For example, in acting, um, look, I, I, I've said it a million times, Sound of Metal is my favorite film from, from last year. It, I would love for it to win. An indie film is just so heart wrenching and true and honest and 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 oh god i don't it's amazing but judas and the black messiah probably the most current maybe promising young woman judas and the black messiah is the better film of the two so i think that will be the favorite um a notable omission perhaps hillbilly elegy i like that movie i, I would have expected it to get a nomination perhaps above mank which mank i, I think deserves most, if not all, of its nominations, except for this one. I don't know if it really belongs in Best Picture for this year. Best Directing? Yes. Best Picture? Maybe not. I completely agree uh, with you. Hillbilly, Hillbilly Elegy, I would have liked to see in that category. Um, but yeah, I think Judas and the Black Messiah is the probably the, the favorite to win, I would guess. And Sound of Metal is the one I want to win. Despite, like, there's such a great um, uh, bunch of films here. Uh, watch them all, please. You'll enjoy each one of them you'll enjoy in a, in a weird way, except maybe Mank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that movie's not for everybody. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I, I didn't, but again, I have yet to see Citizen Kane still to this day. Uh, so for me, Mank is the odd one out. I would have included The White Tiger for this particular film. Uh, and I, 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 if I'm being honest, I think Minari, as good as it is, I don't know that it necessarily deserves... An alien spaceship has just descended on Phil's yeah, house. Yeah, an alien spaceship is is otherwise known as my freaking neighbor. Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Minari, I think as overall good as it is with one sterling, shining above all performance from the grandmother in that film, uh, as, as great as all that is, I don't necessarily know if it deserves to be in the best picture category because I don't... It, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think it's certainly at the bottom for me. But uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, I, I think the most impressive aspect of that film is, is really making the subject matter not boring. Think of Lincoln in years past where I, for myself, had not seen that film uh, when it came out to theaters. I didn't see it when it came out to DVD. I had to wait for it to stream before I even gave it a shot to watch because it looked mm. so boring from the trailers. And they tried to do their best, and I'm sure a lot of other people thought the exact same thing. And the subject matter on its face is somewhat boring. Uh, both for the trial of the Chicago 7, it, in, it, it involves important subject matter. I'm not going to deny that. But, but... It's still boring whenever you're talking about litigation, court cases, on its face, unless that appeals to you, 
which I think is a is a subset of society, especially if you're watching films and entertainment. It's not that entertaining. But to make The Trial of the Chicago 7 an entertaining aspect, I think that that's the most impressive element of it. Outside of that, it's not it's not exciting. It's not exhilarating. Uh let's see. Nomadland it was it was nice. It was unique. Yeah, it was unique. It was nice. It was an enjoyable film, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a. There was no wow to it, and I feel like this. You have to have some wow. I mean, look at Parasite from last year. That was all wow. Yeah, from beginning to end. You know, and Nomadland right now. It is the current favorite, and I could not disagree more because I think that I have three films. <sighs> yeah, it's a, I have eye roll to the max. I have three films above it. I think Sound of Metal and The Father and Judas and the Black Messiah are all interchangeable for me as far as innovation and better film. Sound of Metal, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Trial of Chicago 7. That's four films I would put above it. Yeah. Uh, Sound of Metal for me was completely innovative. I've never seen anything like it. It, in, it incorporated elements of audio and visual to help and aid in the storytelling. The stakes are clear. Even if you're not into freaking metal music, that doesn't matter one iota. It's a human story. It, it barely barely features, yeah. And it's it's completely unique you're completely drawn in you never lose interest in what's going on you understand the stakes from from point a to the end even knowing the element that he's losing his hearing i think that uh, that only aids in you going forward into the film that doesn't take away from it uh the father the most brilliant film i've seen maybe in a decade brilliant in that the subject matter it tackles, I have never seen somebody broach it like that. The the way that it, it tells from the perspective of the person, I have never seen that. And that that is a, a similarity between Sound of Metal and The Father for me. My two favorite those are my two favorite films of 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 this past year. Um if it's not one, it has to be the other for me. I mean, I don't think it will be, but those are the two. And the, and the, that's what it, the, both of them do. They they put you, they tell the story of a deaf person, of a person with dementia, and they put you in their, in their perspective. And they, and especially in The Father, you feel that, just sort of that, that endless frustration of, of not understanding who, where, what, what's happening and, and the confusion. And it's just like, it's heartbreaking. And, and you get that in The Sound of Metal as well. You, you're put into the, this headspace of a deaf person and the frustration that that he feels again spoilers towards the end when he gets those implants and it's and it's cru it crushes him because it's not what he wanted and that that's you know the two meanings the sound of metal on the one hand you have the sound of metal metal music and on the other hand which is what he loses and then what he gets is the sound of metal that metallic awful sound in his head and and like it puts you in that world and then that last shot of sound of metal where he takes it off and it's just woof, silence peace and just like tranquility, uh, just two amazing films, and I, I would be gutted if not if if neither of them win. My favorite film of the year would, would get my vote: Judas and the Black Messiah. And I'll tell you why. For really, for one, I, and this doesn't this isn't paramount. It, these are all like interweaving. It's timely. It certainly speaks to mm -hmm. a message that's necessary right now, and it's very timely. The fact that it was both being in production and came about so quickly and so poignantly speaks to me. It has tremendously strong performances validated by the Academy itself, just in the nominations. It's entertainment personified. There's not a moment in that film that you lose, that you lose interest. The story is inspiring. The characters and dialogue are written tremendously. 
it causes you to feel emotions throughout the entire film. I think it it speaks to a general audience more so than what more so than what the other two speak to sound of metal and father the the father more so i think that that hits more home for you if you have an aspect of dementia in your life somebody that's that's hit it or or whatever uh, i think that it's uh, as great as it is it's more funneled if i may uh the sound of metal i think that we can all empathize with that doesn't necessarily mean that we fully have an awareness of it judas and the black messiah I don't see how you how that doesn't affect you in some way, shape, and form. It's entertainment. It feels like a blockbuster. Yeah. So I think again, it it moves across all broad spectrums. I think from point A to point B, it ha- holds a lot of rewatchability. And again, even the end feeling that it leaves you with both feels like it completes a story and still leaves you emotional and and really generates a lot for you. I think all the production elements are there. Yeah. And Judas and the Black Messiah, albeit slightly better than the Father at number two. And slightly above even then, the sound of metal, I think, is my winner. And I would be incredibly frustrated, okay. incredibly yeah. frustrated if fucking Nomadland wins. Fuck that. Yeah, I, w- I will be too. That I don't think it will. I honestly think that the odds are are, are a little bit misled there. I really do. I really do think it, w- I don't it would know, surprise man. me greatly if Nomadland won. Man, I'm telling you, um, look at the odds look, right now. I think the Sound of Metal, The Father, and Judas and the Black Messiahs are in the 40s. Like if you if you put a buck, you you win 40 bucks, 80 bucks, or 125 dollars. As opposed to Nomadland, you have to bet seven dollars no, to win to, one. I need to bet. Wow. Yes. Um. Look, I I think look, there, there's you're gonna bond with p- different people are gonna connect with different uh, different one of these films. It, there's no clear cut like this is the one that everyone wants to win. Like last year, most people wanted Parasite to win. Yeah, you know what I mean. Most people agreed. This year, it was a I consensus. Like it, it just depends on the yeah, it depends on the on the perspective. Um, you know, I I do think that women are uh, maybe will will connect with Promising Young Woman. Um, quite, quite, a, uh, you know, quite a lot. There's a lot there. that's also very current, you know, and um, yeah, I, I, just overall, there's, there's a lot of interesting contenders here. I, I really, it's hard to say, but I'm very excited. And uh, <laughs> I know it's concludes. been a long episode here. Yes, yeah, yes. And- it's been a long episode, and we, we have, we had to, we had to sacrifice once more for the sake of doing this preview for the Oscars, and we will bring it back next week. Um. Let's move on, Phil. Let's move on. This is Fun Factoid of the Week, and uh, we're on a regular rotation of the uh, the mini segments here. This week is Fun Factoid. Phil, in 1910, this one's for you. This is an American football fact. Ooh. In 1910, an incomplete forward pass earned teams a 15-yard penalty. Wow. There we go. My Fun Factoid of the Week. A pig's orgasm can last as long as 90 minutes. And my thought process is that's why the bacon tastes so sinfully good. Mmm. Oh, God. All right, and we move on to our game section for the week. Phil has prepared a game, and I have brought a very special guest. Someone I've known for, God, 13 years or something like that. Uh, We went to school together. One of my closest friends in the world, and his name is Yegor Popov. And Phil, you actually almost, almost met Yegor uh, when he came to visit uh, in LA last February, right before pandemic. Did I? And we uh, we were going to come over for for um, some 
Super Smash Bros and poker and stuff like that. And then I think uh, I think it was maybe a trip to San Diego that that uh, that came up, and we ended up going lots ah, of yeah. lots of things to do when you when you come visit California. Uh, Yegor, welcome. Thank you very much, David. Very excited to be here and looking forward to what you guys have in store for me. Yes, Yegor, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, as uh, as the loyal listeners will know, this is uh, his guest, David's guest. You are his guest. And I means, uh, this means that I, I Yegor, I apologize. I, you've got me all flustered and I'm just all, t- <laughs> all uh, tongue-tied. But since you are David's guest, this means that I have to come up with a game. So I hope that you come as advertised. David has told me many great things about your game prowess and your skill and your competitive edge. I hope it's all true and that you kick David's David's ass and that I uh, end up victorious somehow, even if it's just in a, a squeak against you. I hope that I win. So, so I uh, came up with a game and it's similar to a game called Knockout where... Me and David will both have to come up with genres or specific uh, specific categories that we provide to the other two. And uh, the person that comes up with the genre or category is the judge, the final judge. If ever there's a discrepancy, the person, uh, the person who came up with the category is the final judge and jury and executioner of that ruling. The, the catch is, once we come up with that, that category or subject... The other two people have to go back and forth within three seconds of each other, keep going within that category until one person either runs out or repeats a previously stated answer. It will make sense the more we go along, but just trust me, uh, first person to two correct categories, two wins against their other person, wins a game. Are you ready, Yegor? I was born ready, Phil. Born ready. I love it. David? Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't know. What did we do last week? You know what? I th- I believe you went first last week. Right. So so you shall go first. Fantastic. All right. Uh, all right, Yegor and David. Yegor, you are going to start us out. I'll give you the advantage. This category is things you would see while watching the Oscars on TV. On TV. What are things you would see... While watching the Oscars on TV, Yegor, you're first. Uh, opening speech. David. Dresses. Yegor. Actors. David. Actresses. And then you guys. Stage. Can, yeah, stage. Statues. Microphones. Awards. Envelopes. Cameras. Red carpet. Ties. Paparazzi. Fans. Limousines. High heels. Three. Uh, two. Male shoes. <laughs> <laughs> male shoes as in male to female male? Uh, correct. Okay. It's a bit of an edge, but I'll give it to you. Go ahead, David. Uh, um, flashes. Flashes? More specific. Yeah, like camera flashes. Okay. Yeah, you are. Camera lenses. <laughs> God damn. Isn't that a subset of camera? <laughs> That's the last Drinks. camera thing I'll accept. Drinks. Three. Food. Three, two, one. 
Ah, uh, <sighs> David's out. Yegor, you score our first point here. Way to go, buddy. Woo. Uh, even with a couple of flashers, was that right? I, I don't remember. Anyways, next one. Things you could eat at a standard breakfast. David, we're going to start with you. Things you could eat at a standard breakfast and go. Scrambled eggs. Pancakes. Waffles. Yogurt. Bacon. Cereal. Sausages. Toast. Hash browns. Beans. Butter. Tomatoes. Syrup. Coffee. Black pudding. Three, two, one. And Porridge. Ooh. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm going to, I, in the count, I got you uh, behind. So I'm going to give that to David. All right. But it's all right. right you now are tied. That's not going to be the deciding factor. Here we go. Last one. Oof. And again, all these are things that I associate with David since I didn't know Yegor. We never had the, the pleasure to meet. So this this one might favor <laughs> David. But if you're a friend of David, you'll at least have some familiarity with this subject. Things you could recycle. Yegor, we start with you. Water bottles. Plastic tins. Three. Aluminium two. cans. Okay. Three. Two. Beer one. bottles. Paper. Cardboard. Clothes. Styrofoam. Car tires. Mm. Mm. Three. Uh, two. Scrap metal. Three. Two. One. Plastic containers. <laughs> I did say plastic tins. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Igor. Is that- Igor, I'm so sorry. I man. will... I will have to take the loss. Yes, of that, that is uh, that was a double violation. So we are going to go with David <laughs> is the victor in this particular category. But don't worry, Igor, you've got now a warm up round, and now you face me. I hope that it. I hope that you're all used up. I hope that your your mind is all cluttered with recycling items, and that when David brings out what he has for the categories, I have that just much more of an advantage. Go ahead, David. Give us the uh, the categories. Okay, so your first category. Is um is one to bring out the lumberjack in both of you. <laughs> I'm wearing a flannel right now. This one is types of wood. And uh, we'll start with uh, who started for, for me? I believe it's still Yegor. It was Yegor. So we're gonna we're gonna let um we're gonna let Yegor start again. All right, all right. And we're talking like types species of wood or Yeah, like just types of types of wood. Not so like types not of, over types of tree. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Most answers in that arena will be acceptable. Sure. Let's start with oak, pine, fir, three, red, sequoia, three, two, one. I'm out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were we were we were looking for. Um, gosh, what were we looking for? You guys did say. Uh, some of the oh, uh, how about ebony? Uh, I was thinking about going um, meta okay. and just saying fire, <laughs> but that would be. <laughs> I was thinking of going sexual, right, but so, uh, I thought I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> like warning. <laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> would I have allowed it? I don't know. I don't know. Best we best we don't find out. Yes. Uh, your second your second category is big cats. Okay. And this time we'll start with you, Phil. Let's go with lion. Tiger. Cheetah. Leopard. Puma. Jaguar. Sabertooth. Lynx. Bobcat. Cougar. 
Persian. That's a domestic oh, cat breed. But it's the but if, if David, it's one of the, if David bi- accepts it. Yeah, David. It's one of the bigger cats of the domestic. I, I, I <laughs> um, Phil, I'll give you three three seconds to come up with another one. Three, two, one. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. That is it. Wow. What what uh what was uh did we have one more, Jaeger? Did you have another one in, in the bag? Uh I mean if you're talking domestic. Neither of you I said mountain lion. Main, main mountain lion. Yeah. Oh, that's what a cougar mountain is. Mountain lion or or snow leopard. Snow leopard. Or yeah, there's quite a, a few. Cougar, a, quite a few. A cougar is a mountain lion. Is it Sorry, the same I, thing? I, I did not know that. I believe it is, I, I, and I think a puma is pretty closely related as well. Well, it's a good thing Jaeger. Well, a puma, I think, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing Jaeger wasn't yep. the judge. He would have been far more knowledgeable than either one of us saps here. Speaking of, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a bit of a pedant in that regard. No, no, that's that's tremendous. You, I mean, if anything, that kind of would have bogged you down. Whereas me and David would have just been the dummies here, just continuing on. Well, Yegor, you lost yep. to David, but you made up for it in in the European connection, where uh, you beat me soundly two to zero. Thank you so much for uh, joining the show. Uh, is there anything you would wish to plug? Anything we can help advertise for you? Ooh, David warned me this might happen. You know, I was thinking and I was thinking and unfortunately I didn't come up with anything. So <laughs> I will, what, I will what, choose what, what is, to... Who, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, what would you like to know? There isn't too much to tell. Uh, what, do you, what do you do for in, a living? What do I do for a living? I work for a digital technology company whose primary line of business is... Rather boring when you put, you know say it out loud, and especially in a podcast. It is the connection of people who own private parking uh, parking locations with people who want to park somewhere close to where they want to go. So if there is a private location close to a concert hall or cafe or restaurant that somebody's been wanting to try out, we allow those people to park in places where they otherwise would have been unable to. We optimize transportation in the city, get the cars off the streets, make it all nice and habitable and pleasant for everybody who's living in the city and help promote yeah. all of the I good reckon, things like sustainability. I reckon LA could, could really benefit from uh, from the work that you guys do over there. Yeah, no, I, Don't you think it's so? funny after... No, I didn't say anything, but David said, don't you think so? And I actually, I absolutely think that what you do, especially having lived in LA, I don't know, I, this, this particular podcast goes to a lot of different venues, but if you've ever lived in LA or New York, uh, here in the States, it's, it's impossible to find parking. Absolutely impossible. So what you're doing, while maybe not the most exhilarating, like you're not James Bond by night, it's still, I, as far as you know. As far as we know, we did ask him what his day job is, not what he does yeah. at night. You, you haven't told us. You haven't told us what country you were born in yet. You were about to. Oh yes, I was about to. But uh, should I really, should I make Phil guess where I'm from, or how does he already know? No, I don't know. I'd imagine. Well, if you guys met in Europe, were you born like? Uh, were you born in South Africa? No, no, not quite. <laughs> no. Uh, a little further north. A little, a little further north. What about what about? Uh, I don't detect any of that. What about like Belgium? Ooh, well, we are in the Netherlands right now, David and I. Uh, Belgium's pretty close, but uh, no, still not quite. A little further east. Oh, you're really stretching my European knowledge here. What about? Um, God, I'm about to embarrass myself. Scandinavia. That's nowhere near it, huh? Oh, you're getting pretty close. You're getting pretty close. It's a, it's a big place. 
It's a big place. I'm I'm all out of guesses as uh, as the game would dictate. Where where are you from? <laughs> ah, come on. I'll give I'll give you one more. Think of a very very big place. Very very big place from <laughs> Russia. Yes, yes, I am. Oh wow! With love, with with lots Indeed. of love. Indeed, always. Yeah, all yeah. Right. The clue was in the name, man. Yeah, no, it is, Yegor. I should have thought more about that, but you know, we try not to stereotype here, David. You know, you're right. not. You're, we, we, that's true. That's yeah. very true. Although, uh, Yegor, true or false, you have on occasion introduced yourself as George to uh, to avoid to avoid having people mispronounce your name. I would say that is true. Probably it was the, that is uh, what I introduced myself as the first time I actually started going to the uh, American school here in the Netherlands where we met. David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Us Americans uh, aren't too uh, too hip on the for, uh, foreign pronunciations of different words. We we are very strong and and headfast on. No, no, I know what it is. It's. It's whatever horrible, horrific pronunciation we would go with and, and still stick with it even seven times later. That's why when we did our pre-production meeting, I had to I had to ask you like three different times. All right, please correct me if I'm wrong. How do I pronounce it? I, I freaking on this podcast, we have a graphic designer who does all of our work. I absolutely adore her work. I adore her as a person. And I still am so scared to pronounce her name wrong. And I do it wrong each and every episode, it feels like. So Yegor, you're in perfect hands here on this podcast. At least we appreciate and try to make an effort to say your name right. But thank you so much for coming on the show today, Yegor. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And we move along within the podcast. Thank you, Jake, for that bass, bass, bass. Um, I wanted to, <laughs> I kind of wanted to bring in one of the one of the Oscar films, but the truth is, that would be cheating because I, I finished them all last weekend, which means that none of them were this week. So I have a song for you. I've been listening to Panic at the Disco again. Um, been a while since I listened to it. And one of the songs from one of their earlier albums, Sarah Smiles. I really enjoy that song, Sarah Smiles by Panic at the Disco. Awesome. For me, you know, uh, what slaps this week, I got an opportunity, a rare opportunity to actually just watch a movie for enjoyment. And I was able to catch up on Wonder Woman 1984. I Maybe it was because I came in with so much critical critique, knowing that a lot of people did not like it, or maybe it just didn't reach the level of the first film. But I actually rather enjoyed it. There was a few elements that I did not agree with that I didn't like. But they were few and far between, and near the end, there were like two specific elements. Outside of that, it was a very fun time, very enjoyable time. So, Wonder Woman 1984, that slaps. Ooh, what an episode. We know we know that was, uh, that was definitely on the long side, it's looking like. But we appreciate you sticking with us, and we hope you enjoyed our jam-packed preview for the Oscars. Thank you so much to Jake Corlang and to Cass and Crossland for our wonderful music on this show. Thank you to Tara Amstutz for her graphic designs that we use everywhere and anywhere that we possibly can. You rock, Tara. And the Oscars are this coming Sunday, um, and so you should definitely check those out and see if we, if see if Phil and I got it right. And we definitely have a couple films that we're rooting for that are not necessarily the favorites, but we'll just have to see. I'm very excited. I know Phil is too. And thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Why won't anybody think of the children? Look out for bears! Bears!